Hello everybody and welcome back to the Dragon's Library. Today we are reviewing Army of the Dead. And it's um it's a movie. It's it's very interesting. <laughs> uh you know, it, it's I hadn't really watched a lot of Zack Snyder stuff before I started seeing the Justice League and I just hated everything to do with the DC universe. I don't want to talk about it. It was just bad. Except for Wonder Woman and Shazam. Wonder Woman and Shazam are good. But anyway, so this is his new movie. Uh, apparently it was made before whatever that reboot of Justice League was, the Snyder Cut or whatever. I didn't bother seeing that. I don't want to see Justice League again. Uh, let's stop talking about that. Okay, so this is um, basically a zombie heist movie. Uh, it has to be just one of the most interesting premises I've seen in a long time. So the um, film opens with this... Uh, basically, this transport car is coming from Area 51, delivering a payload. And it's, you know, the, the soldiers are kind of joking in the car, saying, ooh, what could it be? You know, maybe it's an angel. We work at Area 51. What could it be? Uh, and so they actually get into a wreck with the newlyweds who aren't looking at the road like complete idiots. Uh, and they end up unleashing a zombie. Now, this thing is actually, like, really tough by zombie standards. Like, Bullets are, like, bouncing off it. It just... It is, uh... Super speed. You know, it's an, it's intelligent enough to actually take people down. Um... And, of course, it's a zombie. So when it bites you... Eh, yeah, you die and get resurrected as a zombie. Yep. oh Um... And so... The soldiers all get taken out and turned. And it starts leading them to... Uh... Las Vegas. So, yeah... Um, the next few things, it's actually a really cool scene. Um, this is all, like, the very beginning of the movie. This is, like, I'm not really spoiling anything yet. This is just intro stuff. Uh, so, Las Vegas, you know, gets taken out. Um, the government walls it off. Survivors try and escape. There's all this big montage. And then it just kind of says, yeah, we couldn't really do anything about it. Every time we tried to send soldiers in, we just kind of made their army bigger. So, yeah, we just kind of said, screw it. Um, and then eventually a few, a few years later, everybody's like, all right, we need to do something about this. Just nuke the place and be done with it. So yeah, the government's decided to nuke the city, but a casino owner has recently gotten the insurance for his casino and, but there's still all the money, $200 million underneath the vault, underneath it in the vault. So he wants to send out a team of thieves, uh, you know, safe tracker, Few, a few uh, mercenaries, you know, ex-military who aren't doing so well financially, helicopter pilot, and he's going to have them break out of Las Vegas, steal the money. They get to split $50 million between themselves, and he gets another $150 million on top of his $200 million, which, you know, seems like a pretty good reason to send some mercenaries in there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the, that's the movie. You got this, you know, ragtag bunch of mercenaries going in to get you know, get the money, and they have to deal with zombies. Um, uh, there's not really much more to it. It's The premise is remarkably simple when you boil it down. It's post-zombie apocalypse, but it gets contained in one city, and now they're going to do a heist because it's Vegas. So, yeah. Um, it was interesting. I, I liked it. It uh, definitely was like a twist on both the zombie apocalypse movies and, um, like, heist movies. It really blended the two genre, the two types of movies together fairly well, and I really like some of the more creative parts, especially the zombies. Like 
this could have had a cool zombie apocalypse just on its own, but the fact that it's also a heist movie is just like, wow, you guys just had so much creativity to spend, and you know what? I'm happy for you. Good job. So, uh, yeah. Alright, that's the spoiler-free spot. Uh, I'm going to start getting into more details about the plot soon. Uh, first, though, we're going to be talking about, you know, just general cinematography, how are the effects, that kind of thing. So, the effects are good. Nothing really stands out for me. The explosion scenes are kind of nice. Uh, they're a bit CGI-ish. Like, I could tell a few of them were definitely CGI explosions. But for the most part, I think they're all well-made, well-done. Uh, it's actually a really well-shot movie. Like, look, I'm, I'm, this is the last time I swear we'll bring up the DC movies, but I hated those movies. But even I have to kind of admit they were pretty well shot, like, from a cinematic perspective. And there's some really creative stuff in here. Uh, the opening montage is really cool. And, um, oh, there's a big scene in the, um, the one of the main casino areas where, we, where two of them are being chased by zombies. And one of them is, like, the camera is, like, super erratic and shaking. I can barely tell what's going on. And the other one is, like, the cool, calm, but he's, like, you know, freaking out. And the other guy is cool, calm, and collected. His camera is nice and steady. And, and, you know, it's just little things like that throughout the movie that just, like, enhance it a bit. Really nice. Really nice. Uh, so, yeah. Go figure. Zack Snyder is actually a good filmmaker. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's just, you know, basic effects, you know, direction, that kind of stuff. So, now let's get into the plot. Because this this movie goes through all the cliches, baby. Uh, so, uh, I already gave you the basic setup, but I want to go more into that opening scene. Because I found the opening to be one of the coolest parts of the movie. See, the movie starts with, like, these, you know, it, like, there's the whole scene on the road at night with the military convoys. And the zombies standing before New, New uh, Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, just standing there watching it. And then it cuts to black. And it's like, then it start, this music starts up. Um... And you get introduced to this woman. She's like a soccer mom kind of person. Like, you know, the, it's the whole soccer mom becomes a badass in zombie apocalypse. You know, you've, you've seen this. You've seen this before. You've seen this before. Um, and so what happens is she starts, you know, she loses her daughter in the apocalypse. Uh, not dies. Not yet. Spoiler. Uh, but uh, so she goes looking. She finds a girl that, you know, had the same kind of jacket as her and saved her from a horde. Wasn't her. She was very upset. She couldn't find her. Goes around saving people, teaming up with others. Uh, the military starts dropping in, parachuting people. They do poorly for the most part. You know, tanks being overrun. Uh, last soldier stand. She fires a flare but gets swarmed and they bomb the area. That kind of thing. Really cool explosion effects. Very, like, very, uh, it very, it does a really good job of showing just how incapable the U.S. government was of stemming this horde. Uh, just how relentless and overwhelming it could be with such a massive population center as its, uh, you know, as, as its initial its initial outbreak. So yeah, there's a lot of cool scenes like that. You know, they do things like the casinos being overrun. Uh, actually, I found it funny. Like it was like a few of the people was like, "Oh yeah, this is Vegas. It's like completely normal for people to dr dress and act like complete and utter lunatics." So you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like, there are a few times where, like, people just don't even realize zombies are coming until, you know, it's too late. And, uh, as it gets worse and worse, you start following this small band of people, including two of the characters we're going to end up following. Uh, the main guy, uh, the, you know, love interest, and then, uh, the soccer mom I told you about. And she has this whole arc, and, you know, they save people. Uh, they also, oh, also the badass, too. Uh, the badass guy who ends up screwing up everything. Uh, Ven Vendor, 
Vanderone? Vanderone, I think. Uh, something with a V. Vander or something. I'm just going to call him Vander. Uh, <laughs> I do not remember most of people's names. I am. I apologize greatly for that, but I, their archetypes are more important than who they actually are. <laughs> it's really sad to say, but... Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, she eventually reunites with her daughter, and they're making a last-ditch break for the finish line, but she gets caught, and then her daughter won't leave her alone, so... Literally, this person we follow for, like, this whole silent montage, we never even get her name. Um, she and her daughter are, like, finally reunited, hugging as the zombies devour them, and they're crushed by a crate, forming the last bit of the wall that's going to, you know, blockade uh, New Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas. I keep on saying New Vegas because I keep thinking of that ball game that I love so much. I have to talk about that sometime. But uh, onto the list. Onto the, the New, New Vegas. You go onto the list. Another time. Another time. Keep getting distracted today. Just, I don't know why this movie just has to be so distracted. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it was a really cool opening scene. I really liked it. Uh, the rest of the movie is pretty standard. You know, it's, uh, you know, they deal with the zombie horde in a closed environment. Uh, they have to deal with, you know, getting through the security systems. Oop, things are going wrong. Up. It's inevitable betrayal time. So, one of the people that goes in, um, he's working for the uh, Japanese businessman who was sending them to go, you know, raid his casino for the money. Turns out he has an ulterior motive. And anyone who's seen a zombie movie, I will give you five seconds to think over what do you think he's doing. Do, 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 do. Time's up. Now, if you if your answer was anything other than he wants to he wants a zombie head from one of the alpha zombies so he can so the government can create their own zombie army for use in biological warfare because that's all the government in that's all the government and or anyone who has access to a zombie virus does in movies then you are absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just like so dumb. It's like they barely managed to contain it in Las Vegas and that was in a place that was very disconnected from the world. Yeah, there were a lot of people coming in and out of Vegas. Um, but the city itself is in the middle of a freaking desert, you know? There's not much around, so, like, it's very reasonable that they could contain it. But, like, if this got into, like, an actual urban population around, like, the eastern seaboard or something like that, like, let's put it this way, it's impl- it is outright stated the zombie virus can infect other mammals. Is it, If it's possible for this thing to infect fish, then it could literally turn the ocean into a zombie plague. No! Just no. What the hell? Why are you playing around with something that dangerous? This isn't even nuke dangerous. This is, this will kill us all if you do not get rid of it dangerous. And the government still wants to play around with this. Like, god damn it, movie governments and video game governments. They give you an umbrella corporation. You're all so dumb. Stop playing around with things like that. You're going to get us all killed. Nearly already got us all killed in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there are a few interesting things about the zombies in this movie. Uh, for example, the first zombie is pretty intelligent. Reasonably so. Like, caveman intelligent, you know? Um, and he rules over the alphas, which are all the zombies he personally infected. They're, they're slightly more, uh, sophisticated, you know? They can work as a group. They follow his orders more directly. Um, they, well, well, they, they abide by certain, you know, basic tribalish rules. Uh, like one of the, one of their guides ends up, uh, sacrificing this a-hole from a detention camp where they hold people who might be infected, uh, suspected of being infected. 
for and it's considered to be kind of unreasonable too. And he was kind of a dick, so she offered him to the zombies as a way to get them out of the, of the intel to prevent the intelligent ones from hunting them down in their territory. It's like a, a peace offering to show submission and stuff like that. So they're like a tribalistic society. Um and but all the alphas, the lesser alphas, not the you know, not the king alpha, but all the well, all the ones he created, if they bite somebody, they'll just become a regular, like, run-the-mill, walking-dead zombie. You know, slow, shambling zombie. Not, like, a fast, uh, 28 days later zombie. And, uh, they have a zombie tiger and a zombie horse that he rides and uses as, like, a guard dog. Like, the zombie, uh, tiger apparently guards their territory, and he has a zombie horse. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool, I love it. <laughs> It's actually really cool. Like, I would have liked to have seen the Las Vegas zombie apocalypse. I think I would really like to see that. Actually, I think they are going to have... Yeah, Army of the Dead, Las Vegas is... uh Yeah, they're, yeah, they're two prequels. They are going to have two prequels. So, um, it'll be fun to see that. I wonder if we're going to follow the woman from the uh, the prologue. That would actually be pretty cool because we know her story is going to be like a massive tragedy. So, if we do follow her, I wonder what they're going to do with that. No, besides the point. Anyway. So... Uh, the rest of the heist movie is kind of just running from the motions, to be honest. Like, it is fun when it interacts, like, they have to crawl through this area, uh, you know, dealing with the zombies. Oh, the inevitable trail ended up turning the zombies against them, so now it's turning into, like, a zombie apocalypse sort of, you know, the everything's gone wrong in the heist escape kind of combined together near the end. <clears throat> but I don't like the zombie part of the movie where they do interesting things like the alpha zombies and the zombie uh, tiger and the horse and the weird tribalist society they have. Uh, the kind of like I am legend ish ish. We never really got much of an I am legend, so I'm like this might be extrapolating what I think they would have been like. Um, and the heist movie in general just doesn't do enough unique stuff. But like, it's still fun to see these you know motions being done in the middle of a zombie torn hellscape. So yeah. Um, anything else? Let's see. Uh. Their guide is like a coyote, which for those of you who don't know, coyote is someone who sneaks people past the border. Uh, and I don't remember exactly what it was. Like she, she basically has a deal with the, um, a, a, the a-hole who's going to betray them. Uh, what was his name? What was his name? Martin. Martin. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway. Um, she had a deal with him, and she ends up, he, he ends up cutting off the zombie queen's head and pissing off all the, uh, zombies, uh, after the, you know, she bought that peace offering with literally that a-hole security guard, uh, <laughs> and she ends up holding the head hostage, uh, with a gunpoint in order to prevent the zombies from killing them, because, you know, the leader is intelligent-ish, so when he finally, like, pins her and is about to kill her, she decides to just drop her head onto the ground, although... You gotta feel like I, I never thought I'd say this, but I feel kind of bad for the zombies at some point because, like, at first they were really actually kind of a little other. It's like, you gave us our sacrifice on the new member of our tribe. We shall let you in peace so long as you stay to the outskirts. And it's like, oh, so you, they got, you got the idea that the more intelligent zombies were like, you paid your price, we'll leave you alone. Just one at a time. One each time. That's all we need. And then, after they find the body of the queen, because he cut off the head, and the head's still, you know, active, uh, you find out that she was pregnant, so apparently they could still reproduce, or at least the alpha, the head alpha could, uh, and he, like, pulls out the fetus and tries to get it to speak or something like that, maybe he's hoping, you know, it's a zombie, or maybe he's just not intelligent enough to realize, but it's, uh, it's dead, and he has this, like, whole breakdown moment, like, you know what, I kind of feel bad for him, like, 
he's already about to be nuked in a few hours, and now he just had to watch it. He literally had to watch the unborn fetus of his child finally give out and die. It's like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, he's justified. So, yeah, Neverwill Betrayal happens. Uh, the a-hole gets ripped, the a-hole Martin gets ripped apart by a tiger. Uh, the safe cracker ends up, uh, throwing the badass who get, almost gets bin and later revealed he did get bin into the vault. Uh, everybody else slowly escapes all, but in the helicopter crashes near the end. So only the, uh, the, what was it? The, she was a girl from the detention camp, uh, volunteer helper. And she was uh, going back to save two women. Neither of them survived the crash, so she was all left. Uh, you know, the main character, who wants to just make things right, gives her some money to start a new life. Um, and he, she, you know, she shoots her. It's all really heartbreaking. But we find out the badass, uh, Vander, survived. He managed to get a car, drive to a uh, Utah to get to rent a private plane to take him to Mexico. You know, start a new life with all the money. Because he, he got thrown in the vault by the safe cracker when they tried to escape the zombie. And they, uh, the safe cracker got dragged away by the head zombie, but he managed to throw him in there and save him. You know, he was like the weak, you know, the weak one who had never killed a zombie. He actually, you know, found some confidence and in the end, he ended up saving the guy who was belittling him and they became friends. And then he had to watch him die or at least give it away. We actually never seen him get bitten. So, well, even if he didn't, he got nuked. So same thing, basically. Same result. Either he turned into a zombie, got nuked, or he was being held like the others to be bitten and then got nuked. Either way, he's dead. So, yeah. Um, but when Vander's on the plane, dun, 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 it's time for the sequel bait. He uh, starts getting sick, and we all realize what's happened. He runs into the, you know, he asks them to, like, let him go to the bathroom, because he's like, a lot of money to, like, basically just buy a pirate, pirate plane off the strip. Uh, he was in a casino vault. He has, like, all the money in the world now. <laughs> and then, he, as the plane says they're about to send him to Mexico, Mexico City... He sees the bite mark, because we never actually saw him got bit bit. It looked like he was just about to get bit, and then he got uh, saved. But it looks like when he got, when they uh, rush it, when the hack, well, when the uh, safe cracker saved him, bashing his zombie's head, it must have, like, caused him to bite down, and he just didn't realize he'd gotten bitten in all the, you know, chaos. So, yeah. Sequel bait, I guess. Next one's in Mexico City. Sounds fun. Uh, I'll definitely watch another one of these. It was a fun ride. Like a roller coaster, honestly. It's just fun sights. Um, didn't really care much about the characters. Honestly, most, uh, out of all the characters in the film, the unknown mom at the beginning, who we never, like, learned the name of, was probably the most interesting one of them. Because she goes through this entire wordless arc. It, if you, I've never said this before, but I, I'm a sucker for anyone who can make a good wordless scene. If you can make a really good scene, it's really emotional, without any actual voice lines or really, really, really minimal voice lines and just let the actors act in a visual medium. I'm all for that. They're like my, they're some of my favorite scenes. In fact, my all-time favorite scene out of any movie ever is a silent scene. And I'm going to save that for when I talk about that movie because I will talk about it one day. One day. One day. All right. Well, that's all for now. Uh, next week, we're going to be, I'm going to be reviewing The, uh, the Voyage of the Basilisk. The next book by Marie Brennan on Tuesday. And then on Friday, I'm going to be going to see Black Widow. Finally, Marvel's back. Yay. And then Loki's coming out. We're going to have so much Marvel stuff to talk about. It's going to be fun. So, yeah. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. 
Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support.